Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. guys we're back with another episode of outdoor scholars podcast i'm william crawford the host of this show and today we have a uh, special show we're on location in macon county alabama with steve long the man the myth the legend i stole your line steve absolutely <laughs> did william uh we also have uh, john shields and uh and cole dodson uh here with us today on on uh this special episode we're going to talk a little pig hunting uh, we took the guys out on a on a pig hunt this week uh, on Steve's place and uh, talk a little bit about their experience and and this hunt. So starting out, uh, Cole and, and John, Cole, I know you've been on several uh, pig hunts through through your hunting career. John, this was your your first time to to get to go on a wild pig hunt. Uh, when you saw that you had the opportunity to come on on this hunt, kind of what was going through your mind and what were you expecting? Well, the first thing that I really expected uh, was I was kind of expecting a ton of hogs in a big field and having some wide range with a lot of yardage, and I was expecting some distance and uh, maybe 10 or 15 pigs at a time. And what we ended up with was one pig in a very small field. It wasn't was what I was expecting, what you see on your average TV show was a, was a different experience than what I was getting ready for. Right. Cole, I, I know you, when you and I talked and, and, and you had the opportunity to come on this trip, uh, you said that you had uh, hunted pigs before down in, in the Black Belt region of, of Alabama, down uh, in the river bottoms and such. And so uh, getting to go, come and do something like this, what, what was kind of your expectations of this trip? Uh, my expectations was to come and see a bunch of pigs, mud, stink everywhere. And it's, I just got out here and it was beautiful. It's just, I, I love it out here. Yeah, Steve has a, a great, great place here to, to do just about anything. We've turkey hunted here. We've, we've pig hunted. Uh, and hopefully to come back here in another month or so and, and do, do a little deer hunting. But, uh, you know, here we are the end of July. Uh, typically in Alabama, South Alabama, uh, this time of the year, it's typically very hot and muggy. And we have been blessed this week with nice, cool weather. Uh, I know yesterday evening... Uh, it was, you know, mid 80s. Uh, humidity wasn't all that high. This morning it was about 60 degrees. Nice cool breeze blowing. So it's been great uh, hunting weather for the summertime here in Alabama to, to shoot some pigs. So uh, diving straight into this this hunt. When we when we got to, to camp uh, here at Steve's house, we got unloaded and got everything laid out, kind of a plan of what we were going to do uh, for this uh, this hunt. And, uh, and Cole, you and, and Scooter were, were able to, to hop up and stand together, and, and Scooter did some filming with you, and, and John and, and, and I were there in a stand and did a little filming with John for, for Outdoor Scholars TV. Uh, Cole, with this being your uh, first year coming into the Outdoor Scholars program and being in front of a camera and such, uh, did, did, it, did it add to your nerves whatsoever? Yeah, it was really nerve-wracking, you know, trying to – you know, count and miss out on all your mistakes and capitalize on all the good stuff and try to 
try to be a professional, which is hard to be. I don't get me wrong, but it was a blast. I love being behind a camera. It makes your nerves shoot up, though. So it does, and and you know the adrenaline's there when you're uh, have these animals come out in front of you, anyways, and then you throw a camera in your face, and it it can change the the game a little bit. What what about you, John? Have you had, ever had any experience in in front of the camera much? Uh, I've had a good bit of experience with a camera coming on coming with other other trips and. Uh, this is my actual first time being in front of the camera and not behind it. That's a whole nother world because now I'm expected to perform on action and I'm waiting on somebody else to tell me when I can shoot and when I can't shoot. And it's uh, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Your heart rate gets even higher than when you actually see a big boar come out. It's it's something I've never experienced before. Well, and, and John, you are uh, will be a sophomore this year in the Outdoor Scholars Program, and you're a uh, mass communications major. Uh, how, how do you think uh, that with what you're studying, how do you think that will help in, in what you're wanting to do, and what is it that you do want to do once you, you graduate? So when I, get out of, uh, when I get out of college, I'm hoping that I can get on with some type of TV show or uh, for, work for some kind of outfitter and run their social media website, run their TV all on site. Not something that people are looking for nowadays since social media is such a big part of people's businesses. Uh, thankfully, the Outdoor Scholars, I'm, luckily when I go into these interviews with people, I actually have film to show people. I'm, I'm right here. I have proof that I can do my job. And that's something that a lot of places, you, you will never have that experience going in. That's giving me a leg up. And that's uh, an experience and an opportunity that most people don't get, and I'm just really thankful to have. Well, and, you know, that's I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that, that we tell students all the time is is that we can help you create a portfolio, basically, of, uh, of your work. By, by the time that you're, you're graduating school, after four or five years in college, you have something to show for it, whereas most kids – uh, coming out of college, they, they don't really have anything. And, and, you know, we're able to put you and you guys in a lot of different situations, and but in front of the camera, behind the camera, editing, things like that, give you hands-on experiences. And that's what it's all about, preparing you for that, that next level and that, that next, next adventure. Cole, you're a, a freshman coming in this year. Uh, you're from uh, here in Alabama. Uh, kind of what... Uh, what, what, what gravitated you to, to come into the Outdoor Scholars Program and att attend the University of Montevallo? The Outdoor Scholars Program just drug me in. I Once I found out about it, it's, just, it's what I've done growing up all my life, hunting and fishing and being outdoors. It's just, it's just you can get outside and you can just relieve some stress with just enjoying God's creation. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's just yeah, there, there's no better way to do it than is our little slogan for the program, Outdoor Scholars Program, hunt, fish, earn a degree. Uh, you get to do all that uh, in one through the, the Outdoor Scholars Program. So so going into our hunt yesterday afternoon, John, um, we, we went in and, and we did a little walking around, just kind of see what some sign was. Steve was gracious enough to have some places fixed up for us that he thought some pigs may come into. And, and once we got settled in and the sun started going down, uh, you know, things started started happening. Just kind of walk us through the through the hunt that that you had yesterday afternoon. Uh, so when we first walked in, just like uh, Mr. Williams said, we we started out walking around, kind of exploring the our environment that we were going to be hunting for the next few days. And uh, finally, we got back to our blind after looking around. And after a few hours of sitting in our hot box, basically, 
we uh we got down and we were, it was end of the day it was getting quite dark i was kind of getting a little little nervous there i might not see any pigs and uh thankfully one came out and uh mr william told me hey man there's a pig right there pig right there and uh pulled up the gun took out the the binoculars and checked it out and i was like man that's a bobcat there's there's something wrong here where why are we looking at a bobcat you're telling me it's a pig and it eventually walked out and uh i realized i'd seen the biggest 300 pound uh bobcat i've ever seen in my life was not a bobcat definitely a big pig i've never even seen one at a stand before so that right there was an experience uh at a start and luckily that pig right there walked right out in the lane that we were hoping that uh we could shoot in and uh he stopped right in the middle of it for us and uh luckily i made a good shot and dropped him right on the spot john i'm still trying to figure out how in the world did you think that thing was a bobcat well you see when you have a blob and it's got dots on it and it's shaking its head like a cat i was thinking that kind of looks like a cat a little bit just a little big so to, to, to give you listeners kind of a, a, an idea of, of our setting uh, on this hunt, we're sitting in a, a, a field that had been bush hogged, some lanes had been bush hogged in, and this pig came out from, from in the timber and, and into some of this taller grass, and this pig was a brown pig with black spots all over it. So I think one, that kind of threw John off because John thought all these wild pigs were black. Uh, which is definitely not the case and as I told him you know there's red ones there's white ones there's white spotted ones they they come in many different different colors but you know going back I didn't realize how many times I told John that uh, that was not a bobcat we reviewed the footage uh, after the hunt and I, I think there was at least five or six times that I had to clarify to him that that was a pig and not a bobcat but it kind of scary sitting there running a camera knowing the man next to you has a high-powered rifle and, and he's not very sure what he's seeing. So uh, it uh, kind of got me on edge. But the pig came out and John was able to, to make a good shot and drop him right there in his tracks. And uh, just to see the excitement that, that John had in his voice to have the opportunity to, to kill his first pig ever, to do something that he's never experienced before, uh, that's, that's what I enjoy most about these trips with these students is, is getting to share those, those first time experiences, uh, with them along the, along the way. Uh, so John, once you got down out of the stand and, and actually got your hands on the pig, I know your emotions were still running high. Just kind of take us through that, that process. Uh, so basically just to kind of go back, coming out of the stand, walking up, this is actually the first, uh, animal that I've taken myself and not had to track down that was a much different experience to actually get to see it go down right there and see its last moments right there i've just never seen that before that was a big big deal for me to know that i made a well enough shot to take that animal very cleanly uh when i was walking up at first it it rather shook me uh through the scope it did not look that large but coming up to the to the large boar it was much bigger than I expected them to be. I've never seen one in real life, and uh, it was quite it was quite a sight. They're very magnificent animals for as bad of people give them a name, being dirty and stuff. They're still very they're God's creation, just like He said. They're they're very beautiful creatures. I was amazed just to see one, let alone get the chance to shoot one. Yeah, their size can deceive you just because they're not very tall. They're they're short, stumpy animals, and and uh, sometimes it is hard to judge, especially with him walking through that that grass that was chest high, and, and it, it's hard to get a good 
uh, a view on him. And, and I, I, I'll even say this, I thought it was, was a little smaller, you know, until we got up to it as well. And, and I've been around pigs for a long time. So it even caught me off guard a little bit, but you made a great shot and, and dropped him right there. And uh, it was definitely a, a fun hunt. So Cole, going to, to your hunt, you know, John and I are sitting up in the stand before our pig ever comes out and we hear a shot go off. Kind of take us through what, what happened in, in, in your hunt. Well, after I got done wringing my shirt out from sweating and all, uh, we were sitting there and we had two deer come in the field. One was a small buck and one was a bigger doe, which I think it was just the yearling and his mom. And they were feeding around in the taller grass and stuff and they got to where we really couldn't see them. And about probably 45 minutes goes by and we see the white tails start jumping through the brush and they start looking back behind them. And we kind of was looking, thinking something was about to come out. And we got ready, you know, and uh, next thing you know, probably about maybe 50 yards in front of us, four pigs came out of the out of the tall grass into the cut lanes, and they are coming kind of right at us. And I got my gun up, you know, got it in camera. And I guess it was just first-time emotions, being behind the camera and everything, and just rushing. It just all happened so quick. It was just within three seconds, it seemed like. I think I just rushed a shot and shot right over the back of it. But, man, it was an experience, you know. It's just nothing like it. It's like, it as long as I just had a good time, that's all that matters to me. It's just, it, it, I had a blast. Well, that's what it's all about. It's all about having a good time out in the woods or on the water, whatever you're doing in the outdoors. And, you know, that's that's one of the things you'll probably never forget this hunt in, in, in your lifetime. Uh, and whether you, you killed or missed or, or whatnot, you'll, you'll always re- remember that. Uh, and again, that's what it's about, about making, making memories. And, you know, as, as John mentioned earlier, you know, with this being his first pig, he and I were talking this morning after this, this hunt, uh, uh, this morning hunt and talking about how many firsts that the students of the outdoor scholars programs have, have had through, through the last several years, you know, we've taken people on red fishing trips to where they've caught their first redfish pig hunts were their first uh, uh pig kills even deer hunts people taking them on their first deer hunts and getting their first deer or turkeys or, or quail hunts whatever it may be and, and and that's that's so cool to me is to be able to introduce these young people to to all these different uh, outdoor activities uh that'll just keep them uh thriving and wanting to 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 be hungry and want more uh for for the outdoors so um, you know, this morning's hunt for, for both, both guys, you know, it was a little slow, even though the weather was beautiful, we didn't have much activity. Uh, but that's what happens when you, when you hunt and especially pig hunt, you know, pig hunts are the, the pigs themselves are, are typically nocturnal animals. So they're, they're moving right at dark uh, a lot of days. And sometimes you can catch them right at first light in the mornings, but it, it's a little tougher, but uh, nonetheless, we've had a, a great trip here. Uh, in Macon County, Alabama, with Steve Long from from QDMA. So, speaking of Steve, yeah, brother, Steve, you you, you have been such a, a a great asset to the Outdoor Scholars Program through the last few years and all that you do and and getting these students on on trips like this. We first off want to just thank you for that. Um, but but just talk about what what your experience has been being involved with the Outdoor Scholars Program and getting to to know these students on a personal level. You know, William, I think we're going on right on three years with our relationship in, at the University of Montevallo and uh, QDMA, the Outdoor Scholar Program. 
uh, you and I met for the first time, and I mean, we hit it off. We hit it off well. We understood hunting. We understood the outdoors. And QDMA is glad to be a partner with the Outdoor Scholar Program. Well, we got involved. Of course, I work with Great Southern Outdoors also. I've guide, been guiding for over 35 years now. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just great to be a part of that. If you think about where we started, William, with our relationship and where we are now, uh, I'm involved with other universities across the southeast with QDMA. And what you're doing at a small college, and I'm I'm involved with a couple of larger colleges that are in the SEC, the Southeastern Eastern Conference colleges, and they have wildlife biology programs. But what's your program? There, there's no comparison. Montevallo has is really getting a lot of recognition. You're bringing in a lot of students. And every one of these kids you've brought here, William, that I've been involved with, um, outstanding kids, outstanding kids. I know with QDMA and Great Southern Outdoors, we're proud to be a part of it. I encourage other businesses, uh, outdoor businesses. It doesn't have to be outdoor. I know Alabama Power is a big partner. Moultrie is a big partner. And they see the future. And these kids are our future right here when it comes to the outdoors. Um, I'm glad, you know, John came and, Cole, you've, you've killed hogs before, so I'm not too upset about you missing. I mean, just, maybe just a little bit, Cole. It's a pig. you got to kill it, son. But uh, it happens. You know, I told Cole last night, I said, look, buddy, you're not the first one to miss, and you're not going to be the last one to miss. Anybody that hunts a lot, you're going to miss. And then, uh, you know, John here killed his first hog right here. And I guess it was just a month ago, a couple months ago, you brought some folks in, and y'all hunted hogs with dogs and uh Hey, Carson, she got her first pig right here. So being involved in that, seeing these kids have a good time, appreciating what you've got and what you do, um, it's a lot of fun. The great thing about here at the house at the Russell Plantation or Russell Farms where I live, there's no pressure. There's no pressure. And I'm going to tell you just a little history of this place. This house was built in 1863. A gentleman named Pete Russell in Macon County, Alabama. He was an attorney in Tuskegee. And when he first started, he inherited this 900 acres. And uh, this house wouldn't stand in here. This house that was built in 1863 was downtown Tuskegee. Well, he moved it out here on the 900 acres. Mr. Russell passed away a couple of years ago. And uh, at the time of his death, he owned 6,000 acres. So he built quite a spread. The one thing about Mr. Russell and wildlife, he knew how to give back. I mean, if you came and talked to Mr. Russell, he let people hunt his land. And this tradition's still going on. Right now it's going on with Montevallo. We still have people come out here and come hunt and uh, enjoy the land. It's a beautiful place, uh, great place. I, I absolutely enjoy being here. But these kids, I enjoy them coming out here. The relationship with Montevallo is fantastic. And I encourage everybody that's listening to the podcast and the uh, TV show to uh, get involved. If you can get involved, and you don't have to be in the outdoor industry, but I believe, William, you got over 50 kids in the program right now, and every one of them is polite and respectful, and I enjoy having that type of youth around me. You know, we had a good time after the, the hunt last night. We sat around in the den, and we talked a little bit, and we told jokes, and, you know, I treat the kids like they're adults. I like to get on their level a little bit, so uh, I learn a lot from them, too. So it's a great program. I want to encourage everybody listening Get involved and, and take a look at it. You know, take a look at the what the, what you're doing at Montevallo. It's uh, I know I've had a couple of universities contact me and say, "Well, what are they doing? How are they doing this?" 
And uh, I guess they need to figure it out, don't they, William? They do. And, you know, the, the biggest thing that I tell people, what sets us apart from, from any other institution, and, and there's some, some great research institutions out there that, that deal with wildlife management, wildlife biologies and such, but the, the biggest difference from what the Outdoor Scholars Program is about, it's about physically taking these students out on these hunting and fishing trips, getting them actually involved, not sitting in a classroom, not you know, doing all these lab experiments and everything else that they get that as well. But there's a, there's that extra step to it to where it's actually getting them involved in hunting and fishing. And, and that's the biggest difference. Uh, nobody else is out there doing that. And, and, you know, for, for me, you know, to know that, that the numbers are, are dwindling every, every year and, and young people uh, involved in the outdoors and not just young people, but just people in general, and we've got to find a way to, to change that trend. And, and, and this is just a small way that can help is, is taking, taking young people out, taking people out that, that aren't familiar, that, that don't hunt, that don't fish. Take them out on an outing. Set some time aside to, to do that, and, and it'll make a big difference. Uh, just think if, if every hunter or every angler took somebody new once a year, how many people could be affected? And that's the biggest difference in, in our program uh, than, than any other program across the, the country is physically getting them out there in the outdoors and letting them experience it and, and letting them enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's, it amazes me, William. Of course, I work for a deer organization, Whitetail Deer, great organization, education and research. We can't be touched. And then working at Great Southern Outdoors Guiding, I get to meet a lot of people. And I want to get on the hogs just a little bit since this was a hog hunt or a pig hunt. But the, I've had people that come hunt with me in January and, of course, February 10th through February 10th. And they come from Wisconsin, Michigan, New York, uh, all these northern states. And these guys, you know, they'll pay $2,000 to come on a three-day deer hunt. And then they turn around and see you got hogs. And they're like, man, can you get me on a hog? And I'm like, dude, you don't pay $2,000 to go uh, kill a nice buck or a deer, get you some venison. He said, we got deer back home. We don't have these hogs. And... The hogs are definitely a nuisance, definitely a nuisance. But people are absolutely crazy about shooting hogs. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Hunting these hogs is not going to control them. Hunting them with a rifle, you're not going to put a dent in them. They're still going to explode, and they are exploding. And I think they, they do a lot of damage, not necessarily property damage, but I think they, they compete for food with other wildlife, and I think they do a, little, a lot of harm to the turkey population. Um, but... It was neat to see these guys come in. I basically told y'all you would see pigs. I felt pretty confident in it because we just don't have a lot of pressure here at Russell Farms. Um, and I think I told y'all this morning, it's going to be slow. You'll be lucky to see one. It amazes me, William, as much guiding as I've done. And I've done a lot of hog guiding, probably for the last 15, 20 years. Um, I know these hogs, for some reason, man, they don't mind moving late in the evening. But in the morning time, I don't know, I guess they just lazy, been out drinking all night and want to sleep in the morning. What you think? Something in the water down here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They just don't move in the morning. So, But it's good to see John kill his first hog. Cole, I'm sorry you missed. You know, tighten up, buddy. Shoot that gun before you come next time. It happens. I think Forrest Gump said that. (laughs) And, you know, he is a man from Alabama. And Forrest said it, by God, it's got to be true. (laughs) Well, you know, that... This has been such a, a great trip, as, as every trip is down here uh, to your place. Uh, I know you do some commercial deer hunts and, and pig hunts as well. How can the, the listeners get in touch with you to come, come get to hang out with Steve Long? 
Well, I mean, they can call them. They can look me up on QDMA. You just go to the QDMA website. I'm listed. I mean, 334-235-6393. You know, do commercial hunting out of Great Southern Outdoors. I, I take my buddies around here, and we hunt around here. But it's always fun to have folks in the house. I look forward to it. I mean, living in this big antebellum house all by myself, so it's fun to have people. And I know Mr. Russell, man, he would he would love knowing that people are still coming to his plantation and still enjoying the outdoors and having a good time. And that's what it's all about. It's about the fellowship. It's about having fun. You know, one thing in the South that somebody sort of picks at you and, and pokes at you, you're loved. That's love in the South. I don't know about you Yankees up north, but down here, man, if we pick at you, we like you. If we don't pick at you, you got a problem. You buy, you mean you better go ahead and pack up and leave. Don't you think we? Uh, that's right. And that's, that's right. what's fun about deer camp, man. We get here last night. I had fun with these kids. I mean, later on in life, you know, when y'all got good jobs and everything, y'all come see me. I might want to borrow a dime from me. What you think, we? Yeah, that'll y'all work. better support this. This. Uh, outdoor scholar program once you graduate that's that's really the degree should be front first you know you got to be able to take care of yourself and i know you young men will because if you don't me and william we got a boot and i ain't gonna tell you where we're gonna put it if you don't get your degree right william that is absolutely correct so well that wraps us up for this episode of of outdoor scholars podcast uh we're here on location on the back porch at russell farms with steve long and qdma thanks again steve oh man thanks for coming william we will always support what you're doing because what you're doing for the industry, what you're doing for the outdoors is second to none. And I'm going to encourage everybody one more time, get involved, take a kid hunting, check out this program, go to their website, their YouTube channel, check it out. It's all number one. Fantastic. William, I appreciate what y'all do. Absolutely, Steve. If you enjoyed today's podcast, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button. Also, it would really help us out if you would rate and review. Be sure to come back often for a new episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast.